Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome into the Backyard Banter Podcast. I am your host, Connor Scott, and as you just heard there, joining me this evening over to my left in Spud Studios, it's Kyle George. To his right, Tyler Baggenstoss and fellas. Yes. Blake Griffin is a Brooklyn net. Does that have a ring to it? <laughs> Kyle, you were fired up Kyle about this. this yeah. 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 I, okay, we're just going to dive we're right, gonna into dive right wanted, in. We're going to dive right in. I wanted a little Kyle's minute. Uh, okay. Kyle's <laughs> minute for this. And this was the topic where I was going to start, but I just have a hard time understanding why people like the NBA right now. And there's a few reasons. I don't mean to get too Kyle. into this, but there's... Kyle doesn't but like player movement. I don't like... <laughs> I, I, I don't understand the, the super team thing. I've never liked it from the get-go. I, I actually blame Kevin Durant for the super teams because I know the Boston three-party was a thing... That I don't think we can make the same argument there Braun, because Braun, that did, like those players weren't actively trying to like hey let's team up and go there. It just kind of like Boston just like traded for those guys, signed those guys. It was it is what it was. LeBron went to the Heat. That's where you the could D-Wade argue. And Chris Bosh. That's that's where you could argue it originated. But I think the KD to Golden State is where it really took a bad turn because okay, now it is fair. like if you do not try to seek out building a super team. It's literally super team robust nowadays in the NBA. Like, let's be honest. That is what it is. Don't get me wrong. I respect the players wanting to win championships, right? You, that's the ultimate goal of playing is you want to win the championship. So I understand that. But I also think that the root of sports is the competitive nature in athletes, right? right. And I think that's where I'm having the biggest issue is because – and maybe it's because I, li- I live in a small market and I have Damian Lillard who's loyal to me and I just love him so much. Definitely it sways my opinion for Same sure. Here. Um, but I do also think that the more competitive teams there are, the better it is for the league. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to know that the Lakers and the Nets are going to be in the finals this year, but right. we all know that's going to be the case. Most likely, there's at least mm-hmm. a 95%, if not higher, chance that that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I want there to be the unknown in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I want there to be competitiveness for the small market teams to win. That's why we have a salary cap in place. But yep. when guys are like, hey, no, just buy out my contract. Even though I'm worth way more than the veteran minimum, I'm just going to go sign a veteran minimum with already because arguably already the made. best team uh-huh. because I've made my money. I just don't like it. And that's my opinion. I understand the NBA is doing great. They're doing better than probably any other league. Other NFL is probably close, but they're probably doing better. I just, it's not for me. It's not I mean, what I choose. I, it's, I, I think everyone's frustrated by it in some way or fashion. It's tough because going into the beginning of the season, you already feel like, you don't really have a chance unless you have like a player like a Damian Lillard or a an all-star caliber top player like that where he can carry your team in the regular season. You're winning. You get to the playoffs each year. But then there's always that team you run into where it's like, well, fuck, we're just overmatched because these guys are just way more – they have more talent. Right. And and I, I think every fan would appreciate if the league was more spread out talent-wise. But then you have to get into the character and type of people that these players actually are and what they're trying to accomplish with their careers and what matters to them most. And championships usually is up at the top. Yep. Maybe not the like way that they are. Yeah. Because whenever those players make that decision, whether it's right or not, right or not they're, um, they're criticized for it. So it, they're, they're going to this place knowing they're getting criticized, but they're still going to get the championships. Um, but then again... Even if you do, if you don't move and you stay loyal to a team like Damian Lillard, you're still criticized. So it's like, why not go join a team, win a championship, say, "Fuck it to all the haters." And yeah, like, I, mean, I got the your ring. legacy without a doubt. Yeah. I'm not going to argue against that. For and sure. we're definitely going to dive yeah. more into Dame's recent quotes yeah. around the, the the markets. But I did want to jump in too and ask you guys: Does a championship hold the same weight when you're seeing these guys team up to you? Because at the end of the day, you have to look a little bit at sports writers and fans ourselves because we've gotten so obsessed with, at the end of their career, how many titles, right? And Michael the, Jordan set that precedent, you have course. to argue, right? Because he won six the, straight. I think the MJ-LeBron thing is really yeah. what this is mostly fueled by because we finally have, well, not finally, they came right after one another, but we had a guy who's now chasing the right. former goat, in my opinion, yeah. um, and <laughs> and so the big measurement always throughout the first seven eight years of his career, can he get to six rings or can he yeah. get X like rings? Four, yeah. Right. And so I'd I'd even argue that LeBron going to the Heat and D Wade and Chris Bosh, I think they did start that movement era. But I also agree that the Kevin Durant move 
has it changed to a whole the di- level. Yes, whole it took it to level. the next yeah. level, even one more. Um, and it's it's interesting because the thing I really dislike about it, along with everything you have, I agree with both of you. I don't think it's a healthy way for the league to function going forward. Because one thing that bothers the hell out of me is when, like we saw in Houston this year with James Harden, why is it that when James Harden decides he doesn't want to play in Houston to, anymore, yes, he gets to deliver a list of teams yes. that he wants to play for, like. Fuck you. If you don't want to play for us, I'm going to get everything I can from whatever team I want. Right. And if you want to go there and throw a fit, so I someone, guess it's a no trade clause I thing. I think it's, it's a no that trade kind of clause stuff. thing. But I, God, it's Regardless, it's really annoying because it's basically like, hey, thanks for you know keeping me here for eight seasons. I was an all-star for you all these seasons. You paid me a shit ton of money. Now I'm just kind of over you guys, ready to move on. Trade me. It has to be these teams. I it's kind of like a middle finger. teams that like, they want to get traded to as well. <laughs> to Tyler's point about the player's character, that says a lot to me about their character. Don't get me wrong. I understand they want to build their legacy. I understand they want to make money for themselves and for their family, which you can always do by the way when you stay with your with your team you know what mm-hmm. i mean you can always make the money there don't like i you understand might the big markets a lot of the time get you more endorsements more yeah. popularity worldwide i get that so you do probably inherently make more money there but like let's be honest dame is making 96 million dollars on a supermax contract in portland like that's enough money you know what <laughs> it'll i mean be good. like you're it'll gonna be, be fine with your money but so i mean even so the salary cap like you stated earlier is supposed to prohibit this from happening right but then obviously that doesn't work because you get a team forms three superstars and then whether it be a vet minimum to a, an actual veteran player like an Andre Iguodala or something like that or a Blake Griffin type move where he's made his money but he's like well he made his money this season with Detroit right. gave some back but still got millies and was like okay I'll finish out the season with you how how do you avoid you, it's it seems tough to avoid stacking teams. You can't. I you mean, can't. the players have yeah. cracked the the right. code, they, they code are the way the things are lined it, out. In yeah, a way, yeah. And but, so, one question I do have for both of you, a follow up is. How does it change your opinion if we were to isolate this more to the finals? So, like in this year's finals, if it is indeed Brooklyn, L.A., or even the Clippers or Milwaukee, you know, you're going to get to see. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving face off against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That sounds fucking sick to (laughs) decide a championship. But, I mean, so is it worth it to get the best of the best matchup in the finals? And I I think we've all just argued it's not. um, Versus you're sacrificing all that diversity of who could get in. You know, now, even Portland, honestly, a lot of the times it feels like We'd need Dame to go like 2001 AI superhuman to even have a prayer. And I just don't know with the way refing is these days if it's possible. Tyler, let me turn the mic to to you. Are we segueing that way already, Connor? Are we doing it already? I'm not done with some of my points yet, so we can't (laughs) go Okay, that's fine. We will get there. Keep going, Kyle. Keep going. One thing that when I was on on my way over here. Sorry to work you out, Ty. And I was like planning these points that I was going to bring up. One thing that came into my head, I was like, well, Blake Griffin was rumored for Portland. And if he had signed with Portland, would I be sitting here saying these things? And here's what I ultimately came to the conclusion of is you can't really say it's anywhere near the same thing because Portland is one of those teams that is like just on the outskirts, right, of being a finals team. And don't get me wrong, there are other teams like Portland that are like this. But if Blake Griffin decided to come to Portland, and it's so different because that's him basically saying like, hey, this team is close and I'm betting on myself that I'm that guy that can put this team in a in that next tier to potentially win a championship. So I think you can't really come to me and say like, well, if, if Blake Griffin signed with Portland, you wouldn't you wouldn't be saying anything right now. Well, I think it's a lot different. It is complete. I agree. It, I mean, he he went to team. the best team in the would, league right now. Would you have felt different if it was the Lakers? No, I would feel the same same thing. If he went to Portland, Miami, like one of those type of teams, I wouldn't be outside looking in teams. Basically, aside basically from the L.A. Brooklyn teams, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But then I say, like I brought it up to you earlier before Connor was here. If that was me in that situation, I'm probably going to Brooklyn too. I uh, maybe. I I don't know. Kyle mentioned the character side of it, and and right, I, I do understand like. We are not going to be able to relate to the totally. decisions these That's guys are saying. making. I want the athletes to be competitive, Tyler. That's what I'm saying. Well, and like, I, yeah. I like the idea more so of like what Kyle said. Like Blake Griffin is not swinging a huge needle for Brooklyn. He'll be a great piece. Yes, they right. need some big guys, and he's you know what he's bringing to the table still with his bad knees and everything. He's still a guy that was a superstar and is going to know exactly where to be uh-huh. most of the time. He's right. going to make good plays, yeah. he, even if there's not many of them. But 
he's basically also just said, "Hey, I'll ride your guys' backs and and hopefully pitch in so we can all just share some jewelry." Which right. you I'll know, hit I like don't know. A, a couple of clutch shots that'll be like, "Hey, like I pulled my weight." Where it's like if he came to Portland, it's like he's a I third could guy maybe, now. I could maybe be guy, like that guy and like maybe make his legacy even better because he came to Portland to a team that wasn't quite on that level and was a big driver into getting them to that level. Uh, to me, that says more about your character, your competitive... Ah, character, m- that's a tough maybe, word. Maybe. Competitive drive yeah. is the better way to say it. But then it. maybe he's so True. injured, he's like, yeah. fuck, I can't even be that guy. And then if I go there and play shitty, my reputation is tarnished. But if I go here to Brooklyn and kind of play a good side role, then it's a safer play. I will do wish... Way safer, but... I, I hear your point. Totally, I'm just totally trying to hear be counter argument. Yeah, here. I totally get you. That and was actually a really good point. That it is was, a good point. I didn't it really is. think of that part. Like, if he has a bad year the rest of the year with Portland, um, we he hate fades him. into yeah. oblivion. <laughs> well, yeah. me and Kyle are down his neck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right, right. I know. <laughs> I saw what you did to Carmelo early. Um, yes, but I, I, it's just definitely interesting how that dynamics changed in the NBA. So. Full force, like we've said, it's all the players now. I, I think at this point, the owners are at the mercy a lot of the times, or the GMs, I should say, whomever, um, are at the mercy so, of yeah, some of the players. Yeah, that was us just like discussing our distaste in the in the way that things are ran right now. I guess I think Kinda, I think a yeah. lot of people share that take though because totally. it's like it's kind of similar to me to what one and dones have done to college basketball where the best part of college basketball growing up was rooting for the same like group of seniors from freshman to senior year kyle still gets to do it with gonzaga they're the program that and look at they're the best team in the league but it's changing yeah they are getting getting dangerously close it's it's, don't do it as a duke (laughs) fan do not do it um but it's kind of the same thing where now there's no uh continuity season to season anymore it's just like you're throwing out random dice each time and seeing like, okay, where's everyone falling this year? Mm-hmm. Like, where's yeah. the hot spot this year? But it's never like, man, I, and I know the Warriors and the Heatles and all that, that like we did have dynasties, but it's a little different than seeing like, do you guys see how San Antonio's matured together from like being rookies to now fourth year in Tony Parker as a 23-year-old, Tim Duncan as like a 27 Manu. They've played together so much. You see all that like how they can function, read each other with their eyes closed, basically. Uh-huh. And and I like that style a lot more. I think it's more fun of a storyline in the long term versus, hey, let's all meet up here because they have cap this year. Let's meet up here because they have cap this year. And then the two best teams will make it, and we'll, we'll get a slugfest. The Warriors-Cavs series back when – I mean, they were some of the best. The season itself, though, is kind of – it, less it entertaining, pointless in a yeah. way because it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, we're all fighting for playoff spots, and it's Unless great someone we'll make get the playoffs, yeah. but it's like – once you make the playoffs, it's like there's no point in really watching until the finals because, like, yeah, there's like, okay, I shouldn't say there's no point in watching. Like, yes, you're still watching some good basketball. You're kind of right. I get, yeah, where but you get what from. I'm saying. Yeah. You know the outcome in terms of getting to the finals, which takes a lot of it away from me as a fan. I couldn't agree more. If we and were, then, go ahead. Does it hurt the type of guy like I'm trying to like Dame, a Brad Beal, or the teams with one superstar? Because say they don't have that, or like a Giannis even. They don't have that same type of mentality or aren't talking to other guys like, hey, let's meet or whatever they're talking about. So those group of guys who are talking about it are only talking to the smaller group of superstars. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. the I mean, actually, I'm not going to say it, but they they're meeting up with it hurts the smaller market even more, I guess. I think so, too. Or at least the the guys that have a different outlook on what Kyle was saying about that competitive edge type of how you want to handle that. Because Uh you're right. We shouldn't have used the word character. That's a lot more all-encompassing than a decision. But I think competitive drive, like, obviously, they're also the best competitors in the world. They're in the NBA for a reason. But once you've reached that top peak... Don't you want to beat the top? Like, don't you want to be the dog? You're the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah the I don't, top I don't, dog. But that's just. I don't just... like the saying. If you can't beat him, join him. You know what I mean? I don't it's either. Like, no, that like, make sense. And Kevin Durant, we go, we we circle it back to that. It's like you literally were beating the Golden State Warriors in a th- like three three one, one. And, the, and then you sweat. and then you just are like fuck <laughs> it. Like I'll just go play. Like join their team. I think we're it's all just still like, very hurt by that. What the fuck is that, man? <laughs> that, that that one was tough. Especially he was with Russ in his prime. He had a Baca. They had a good team. They probably Oklahoma City was good. They would have competed with them again in the. West Finals yeah. the next year, like yeah. it would have been. It's a like you don't get the the um, Indiana Pacers, New York Knicks no, rivalry exactly. anymore. You don't and, get those anymore. And it's we just miss like that stuff. Like that would yeah. be way more fun for a fan. Yes, like, the, the NBA is probably making more money when the LA and Brooklyn uh, championship game, um, but it's just so much less fun for like everyone else. Right, the Indianas, the Washington was well, like. All of us. Now Charlotte. I think, and now I think, and and we'll move on here shortly to a different NBA topic. But um, I I do think now we're watching the regular season more to watch like 
young guys develop and right. see like are they going to be like LaMelo it's so fun to watch but really that's what I've been outside of the Blazers most interested in just to be like oh is he going to be the next like MVP caliber star and if so I wonder where he's going to go to that's a great right. point Connor because I, th- I think it was Kyle and I talking about it like what's fun to watch about the NBA right now it's not Brooklyn for me. Yeah, that okay. It, it can be fun, but I'm more looking at the young talent, like the, right. the New Orleans Pelicans, the Charlotte yeah. Hornets teams. Right. I'm way more into that right now than the team up of the three superstars where it's ISO ball. They're shooting the whole, and it's, this it's is kind of my more point. competitive. This game is to kind game. of the root of right. what I was trying to say at the very beginning of this. It's like, why do people really like the NBA anymore? And it's like for it's not for the right reasons. At least in my opinion, it's, it's not, not for, for the, the right same reasons, reasons okay. as yes. it used to be. Right. Is I think and the since way to say that. We're on this topic right now, and how and what. You talking about maybe the championship meaning less, teaming up or whatever. In a legacy Let idea, me read this yeah. quote okay. from Dame Lillard today oh God. at the All-Star. Get and me going, Ty. So get good. me going, baby. You know, everyone always is talking about Dame leaving. We saw it with Stephen A. Connor, I'll let you get to that. But Dame's quote today about playing in another market says, if everybody says, I can't do it in Portland or we can't win, what does that mean when we actually do? My whole career, people have been saying I should go. If, if we go and win it, then what? I, w- I want that day to come. So he's saying it means more to him to st- because to stay in Portland, everyone says he can't do it. Prove they want him wrong, to leave. Right. And, 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 if, and if he wins it then, when everyone has told him before that he should leave, how much more does that championship mean? Right. And it doesn't mean as more in numbers – but it means more. It has a bigger well, impact. In legacy and greatness, I think I, it means more, even though it's not the same quantity. As exactly. Rings. That's what but, I'm getting to. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I, go I, ahead. I, yeah. You might have heard that knock. Six to midnight just hit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I already mentioned it once, but uh, the giving myself a lot of credit there. Uh, it's a low chair. The, it's 1030. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, I'm 25, not 55. Um, the, I think the best comparison to that quote uh, in a player form is Allen Iverson 2001. He didn't even win it. He got beat 4-1 in the finals. But I think we all, when we think AI, think he single-handedly carried a team of kind of misfit good veterans to a finals to play Kobe and Shaq, stole a game from them, and then unfortunately the, the better team won pretty easily. But I think that year is probably one of the biggest impacts to Allen Iverson's legacy as just kind of one of the most badass dudes to ever play on an NBA court. One of the biggest uh, compliments Dame got is from Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen Stephen Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, all the smoke. He was the the current day AI. Yeah, I think think we all kind of thought of that and watched it happen, but now he's like cemented himself in that spot where he's a just straight up baller, and everyone respects what he says, and like that's kind of what AI had. And and so I. Don't want to keep going on this too long, but it's such an interesting conversation for NBA fans because now it's also like when you think of Portland, it's Dame's team. When I think of Brooklyn, I don't fucking know. They just met there. So even if they win it this year, I'm never going to be like Brooklyn is KD, James Harden, and Kyrie's team. I'm just going to be like, they just don't be out of there in two years, most likely. At least two of the three, most likely, will be. Don't players, like, how do players not respect? Maybe they just don't care because those guys are going to win a championship or be in it or close. But care about what? Just the fact that, like, it used to mean a lot more to have your own team or oh, to yeah. to kind of, like, try to stay a couple places in your career. Try one or two or three different pl- stops, not, like, every two years, let's slip swap. Also right. takes a lot of patience, and with totally. social media and technology, like... They're getting criticized all, we, from we, a lot more angles we these have days. All that's a great point. We have developed less patience over... I mean, that's I, I know point. it myself, Well, we're, sure. we're bitching right now about it, all this stuff, for because sure. we're impatient about the Blazers, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about a, a little bit here. Uh, Tyler, we, we brought it up a little earlier. You've been having, you know, Kyle made a bold claim where he said he's not a fan of the NBA in its current state right now mm-hmm. in the regular season. Not that you don't love the this, NBA, but this also comes with it. I, I know where you're going. And, this, and yeah. so, Tyler, you've been as bold to say as you can't watch NBA basketball due to NBA officiating. I, I was heated at the moment, I'm sure, when I told you that because I still love watching. <laughs> okay. You apologize to the NBA gods. Thank yeah, you. Now, sorry, continue sorry, though with your rant. <laughs> um, it's been bad. It's it, been it's, bad. I I know for a fact it's not just me. It's just oh I'm I, it I'm, seems to I'm me in. like everyone knows it. No one 
And, like, the prominent sports, like, the ESPNs or whatever is talking about it. I think they talked about it when Donovan Mitchell was, like... Right, it popped up. So, my thing is, like, Donovan, like, Dame's been dealing with that his whole career. So, the NBA refing right now, and I don't want to blame the refs specifically because I'm sure they're told a a certain way to ref each game, but... The the way that the fouls are called right now are just ridiculous. The and one threes. So I think the biggest issue right now in, in uh the the way they call fouls is what they deem a basketball move. And I tried to text that in our group chat, but they deem a basketball move. You know when they pump fake and then lean, like take a full step in almost and lean into the defender to hit him. So do you see Steph elbow whoever it was in, in the, the face? face? Yeah. So that to me is like you should be able to judge a, that is not a basketball move if someone runs into you and you're taking a normal like just use your fucking eyeballs how <laughs> no, hard it's is true. it if yeah, you're taking a true. normal <laughs> set jump shot and you're not kicking the legs out and you just go up and down and someone runs into you that's a foul that seems like common right. sense but when you pump fake and um then totally lean into the guy that's not a foul um Back in the day, you pump fake a guy at the three-point line, they go up, and then then you, you still have time to make a shot while they're not in your face because yeah. they're on their way down. But we've totally eliminated that. That's only one of the calls that... Kicking your legs I, out. I, I, so I honestly go into all I can't so even more. point yeah. out which ones they are, but it, it's, it's a problem. horrible. And it I will... I will not apologize to the NBA gods right now because it is that bad for me. I Damn. literally It's not just a Blazer thing either, it's so not. don't come at us for that. It's Dame gets all the calls in the world. He does. It's just bad. And he pulls bad, all the same moves. Really, really bad uh, officiating. And it, it makes it like I can't not watch because I'm such a big Blazer fan, but it it's so frustrating. It yeah. is so frustrating. Exactly. And the, the review process has become brutal as well, just like we all knew it would. I mean, and, and then everything's reviewed. They and review the Steph call, and the up still foul. Yeah. It's well, like, what yeah. are we fucking doing? Not only that, but every time a ball goes out of bounds, every player under two minutes just starts uh-huh. doing the twirl yeah. finger because there is a chance. It, and it's it, I, we don't need to get into the semantics of what we hate, but I agree it's a problem. Another problem I see in the NBA right now uh, is with the TNT Tonight crew, or uh, they are. <laughs> this has been under this, my skin. Dude. This is <laughs> this has been under my skin. They literally have a segment about Shaq not knowing players in the NBA. Like that's so one disrespectful to me. If that's your job to be an analyst, and then two on top of that, like. I don't understand why that's entertaining or funny. Like, don't we watch those post shows to hear all about the NBA? And he didn't even know who Christian Wood was. That was obviously a, a popular one. And the players have started to recognize it. And they're, I think they're upset about it, too. Like, it's, I love Ernie. Everyone loves Ernie. We love Kenny. We love Chuck. I'm honestly most upset with Shaq because I just don't think he brings anything to the table. And then he kind of disses everyone all the time. I don't know. This it, it, is the most contradicting thing <laughs> ever from Connor Scott, who is the reality TV king and just loves oh. nothing but the people that are there for the wrong reasons and are oh. there to like just cause chaos. But like the Victoria's not there to do that. But no, but no, you do have to realize that the reason that they have their own show and the reason they exist is because dumbass people don't watch them. Like they just think they know everything. So they think it's funny, number one, because they just shoot shit with each other the entire time. But two, they're also like, oh, these legends, they must know everything they're talking about. They don't like it's all for the TV factor. Right, you know I, I mean, get, they're just right. trying to. People like watching them. And there's so that's a reason why it's the there. most popular. If you want to watch show, someone actually yeah. talk analytical basketball and actually talk good basketball, that's not the show to watch. Okay, and it's I'll no different than the bachelor. There Maybe are people is... who are not there for love, Connor. And hey, you love whoa, those people. whoa, whoa! <laughs> so Connor, do not say that. Maybe this. Y'all is don't say that when. When the Shaq almost Kyle, I'm hurt. That was personal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Ty. What, what, what you seem or what you deem to be Shaq taking shots at other guys, and then those other guys, aka the NBA players, sh- are calling out Shaq, and then Shaq being like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You can't talk about me. I'm, I'm, I'm six Shaq. times certified. Like I know what I'm talking about. You, like that's that's annoying to me. Yeah. If you, it gets under my skin, so, that's annoying. but then he went or Chuck went on an interview with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, and they were saying like that was Shaq like um, challenging him or like challenging the Donovan Mitchell like to step up. But like no, dude, that's fucking that. Well, they, they called it bullshit. That is bullshit. Like it is bullshit. And I don't like, think that if no, you, if if you say that, then be like. Yo, young man, I'm challenging you right now to step up. You don't beat around the bush. Right. Yeah. How's or, he kind of yeah. diss him to How's get him pissed off? Yeah. Like, that, oh, he's yeah. challenging But me. you're right. I, you know what? In hindsight, Kyle made a good point there that that show is NBA entertainment, not NBA analytics where yeah. you're there to get your facts. Um, 
And so maybe I'm just taking it too too literally a lot of the time because they do they are hilarious. They have the best they bits are. and it's every like, like Chuck when he talks about the Blazers winning it every year. Like it's fucking right. hilarious. Yeah. But like right. come on, let's be honest. I, think, I don't really I think, think it was Chuck just under my the Blazers are going to win the NBA championship every year. I think the only <laughs> thing that's gotten under my skin about it mostly is when um they're like interv- what Tyler just described when they're interviewing the guys after the game and they like diss them. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like. What and then they come out and like, oh, it's challenging him. Like, Shaq, what would you do if someone challenged you during your career that you would have been pissed? Yeah, like, yeah. You, or actually, you would have probably like dissed them or something. It yes. would have been hilarious because he is entertaining. But yeah. it's been getting under my skin. Let's I mean, move on. No, no, it's fair. It's fair. No, it's, it, it, it is a fair. A lot of I've been taking yeah. it too seriously. I need to complaint. chill pill on it and just laugh I mean, at what they how say. How much do we love that Dame got into a rap battle and just absolutely destroyed Shaq? I did love that. Destroy everybody in yeah, rap battles. That's right. Yeah. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend's underway. We're actually watching it here as we record. Uh, very entertaining skills competition with two big men competing yes. in the finals. Yeah. DeMontis Sabonis, Gonzaga grad, obviously, Kyle, oh, yeah. and uh, son of Portland legend Arvidas. Not, well, he's not my Vetus. He's Arvidas. He's not your Vetus. <laughs> he's Arvidas. Yeah. Arvidas Sabonis. Um, <laughs> Never, <laughs> gets, old. Never gets old. Never gets old to me. He's not my Sabonis. And I was like, wait, that can't be Shout it. Shout out Robert Covington. Lost in the first round. That's fine, though. Who That's cares, fine. man? He was still repping the team. Yeah, he I'm, was. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. always pumped when Blazers just like compete in that stuff yeah. because like we don't see... We, we've talked a lot about being a smaller market. It's uh-huh. like you take pride, weirdly, sure. in like those little things. Yep. And so that was an entertaining uh, finish, but... I think what we really need to start with is Steph Curry, just as if we didn't know he's the best shooter of all time, he had to rub it in our face by waiting till the last ball to beat Mike Conley, who we all have a soft spot for. Like, that's yeah. just vicious. I was rooting hard for him, man. Me too. Yeah, that was vicious were. by yeah. Steph. But what Tyler said right before he was the, that life last savings. round, he said, I will bet my life savings right now that Steph Curry's going to win this one. And he's showing us a ticket. Tyler's now doubled up his life savings. But what do we think about the NBA in general Putting on an all-star weekend during, you know, this abbreviated year as well as a year where, I, I don't know, there's, well, COVID obviously, I guess, is the main part, but also the players are already kind of complaining about how quickly the season started. Do you think there's a huge benefit to having the all-star game because of the history and having to skip one and what that impact would be? Or how do you guys feel about them still putting on, it's only one night, so that's something, but about the all-star game? I'm, I'm glad they do it still. Um like again this kind of comes back to my same kind of argument that I was making about the super teams it's like i do wish the all-star game was like what it used to be more competitive like, you mean like in where terms it was of, like yeah. all of them literally went into the all-star game with the attitude of like we're winning this shit yeah. like we're trying to win and like they didn't play to like make cool plays or make right. big shots they played like actual competitive basketball i get it it's like you don't want to hurt yourself i understand there's a lot of more a lot more incomplete implications nowadays uh, more money like i mean more, more con- money contracts involved, are way bigger. like your contracts yeah. <laughs> are big so if you like hurt yourself in the all-star game that obviously wouldn't be good it usually toughens up in the fourth um, we're watching the first quarter right it now. does obviously it does but nowhere cool. near the same where it was no. like you don't see like michael jordan like backing down kobe anymore with like actual right. physicality you right. know what yeah. i mean they're they're all letting each other do their thing which i get it. it's entertainment and i'm so glad it's a thing so i'll i'll take the all-star game at what it is you know i'm not gonna like i mean yeah, you don't want it gone i don't want right. it gone exactly For the people saying like why are we doing this because of covid i'm Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. That's a good uh, point. They were rolled out yeah. prior and to then, the, like that's three supposed hours. to be a seven day little quarantine deal with NBA protocol. So what if they're not able to come back for first game out of All Star break or, or a something? couple games? Right. And then yeah. imagine if that's a team more on a bubble than Philly, where it's you know that they're All Stars now out. Yeah, you know right. seven days. It's just. It's. I, I'm not really passionate one way or the other. I just thought it was interesting, and there's obviously Look, been I'm quite a bit of buzz. Happening. Me too. Me, Me too. Yeah. I, as as gimmicky as it all is, I, I watch it every year. I yeah, mean, I never sure. miss yeah. it. So I guess that answers that. Um, let's look ahead here to the Blazers. Um, recently, have gone through a roller yeah. coaster of emotion, and oh, I yeah. want to be somewhat quick on this because there hasn't been a ton of new stuff to happen since our last conversation, but. How do we feel? I believe Kyle was outlining it. They went on a six-game win streak, four-game losing streak, and then ended all-star pre-all-star break with a three-game win streak. Yes, and I think sit fourth in the West, maybe fifth. I I don't know that for sure. Yeah, fourth or fifth. Um, How are we feeling about the Blazers' outlook? Has anything really changed in your minds in the last couple weeks? Uh, 
not necessarily a ton of change, more just like more appreciation for Dame again, just because it's like <laughs> we dude, just can't help. I, I mean, how can you not? <laughs> it's just so incredible what he does. I mean, he just hits Verbally. clutch shot after clutch shot, wins these close games for us, which matter for the Blazers. You know what I mean? Like all, every win that we can get, especially when you're missing CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic, it's a big win. Yeah, and Dame finds a way to get it done for us he all the is time, so clutch. and it's just so fun. And I just love him so much. God damn it, Tyler. Something <laughs> I can talk about, and something I've seen recently with the Blazers with guys out and having to play certain lineups is a lineup that I really like. And that lineup included Nasir Little, Mello, Dame, Rodney Hood, and either Rocco or DJJ. So other than Mello and Dame, them, them kind of being the kind scores. I hate that lineup, Tyler. But it's been playing really well. <laughs> I know. I just got to tell you. I know. Well, I, mean, I guess we haven't been playing good talent. but Or substitute GJ, DJJ with... Um, Mello. Oh. oh, well, I just oh. like the long Not athletic. On the page. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, Connor, do you want to take my point or no? Go, go ahead. And I just like having four small forward, power forward sized guys that were long and athletic. Mello's not that good at defense, but his his offense has been looking nice. Um, obviously, actually, okay, not not that not good at good. defense is like a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even try. What, what about the swipe up or the swipe down? He is good at that. He loves. He is good at that. You don't got ups. that in the yeah. bag. Ty, I rip you clean every time we fucking play. I don't dribble, Connor. That's true. You just <laughs> dude strokes, dude strokes. Um, I don't know. It, they've been a roller coaster of emotions these past few games since our last recorded podcast. Um, just, I guess... I don't necessarily love that lineup you mentioned, but I did love the Nasir Little inclusion because Nasir Little, I do think, is deserving of rotation minutes d- with a fully healthy Blazer team. Who those minutes come from is going to be the debate. I would pick Melo. Others would not pick Melo because they see Melo put up it's almost the like occasional 23 points. He's been sneaky he's, good for he, us he with has, everyone and out. I don't, I, with and everyone this, out. This is coming off as me like crapping on Melo. I'm not crapping on Melo. He's won us a few games, I would argue. Um, I just think that Nasir is one of those guys that when we have our full healthy team with the Dame CJ Nurkic, fits better in that lineup because he's not necessarily ball dunk. He doesn't need the ball. You know, he can hit the occasional three. He's long athletic, plays good defense. He's earned his time as far as I'm concerned. He hasn't like been a disadvantage on the court at all. And he's a young guy that I want to see develop. And I feel like the only way he can really truly develop is to actually get playing time. Um, He's a guy that was hyped out of the draft because we, we, he was known as a steal, I guess, at 16, wherever we got him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, he's a projected top five pick and then ended up being like four and then didn't, performed the best at, at UNC. At UNC, yeah. didn't get the most playing time or whatever. He was but a six man, and then yeah, yeah, it wasn't this exactly. But I would just like to see him, you know, take advantage of his opportunities. I feel like he has at this. So point. here, here's a topic on it on the Blazers. Then, so we, it seems like we have a lot of talent. We we have a pretty deep roster where yes. you feel comfortable deep playing yes, playing these guys. Whether it's like the top of the league talent, probably not. But there's a lot of above solid average, role players solid yeah. are mixed yes, in yes. that rotation. So yeah, is do you think it's an advantage to have that many guys and where you're almost playing like 10 guys a game during the regular season rather than kind of solidifying that rotation and getting guys meaningful minutes and time to like miss a few shots but they have enough time in the game to play where they can maybe get on a little roll and I feel like we have guys who need playing time that are shooters like a Rodney who could be missing like if we were fully healthy and had Zach Nurk and CJ too like you're cutting minutes out of um, a lot of guys and you're not dropping Melo's minutes because he's mellow. Whether it's deserved or not, that dude's going to be playing. Yep. So he will be playing. But then you, Rodney drops off. Nasir drops off. Right. Ant Simons drops off. Even Gary Trent, who we think deserves oh, a ton. Gary does not drop off but anymore. He, he, Gary do, does not. he does a little bit, though. Can, really? I don't think so. I don't think he, so. He, I mean, okay, but this, I think uh, this is something example it, anyway. Anthony goes yeah. away. Anthony yeah. goes, it goes back to not playing. Gary well. doesn't play as many minutes as he is You're now. right. I guess he and you do like because there's more players. Yeah. So what, do you think it's obviously it's a benefit to have guys ready to ready roll, to roll yeah. but I like if, it. It almost seems like the time to make a deal because you have so many guys. Right. It's, it's I don't know. What do you guys think of that? It's interesting because um, we've always wanted a plethora of defensive yeah, wings that are long because we never had them. Yeah. And now we almost have too many. Yeah. And they're all kind of the same guy. Uh-huh. Um, not the same, but, you know, they bring similar impact to the game in different areas but it's the net's going to be about the same when yeah. it's all said and done. I like that rotation for the fact that you can play 
people less minutes during the regular season to keep them healthier and fresher when you get to the playoffs. But I do think there's a point in what you're saying where, okay, but who do we know who the fourth quarter lineup is outside of Dame, CJ, and Nurk? Like, probably not. Not right now. I mean, it's probably the hot hand, but do we want it to be the hot hand or do we want to know it's Dame, CJ, Gary, well, DJJ, that... Nurk? Which, I that was just top of their yeah, head. Yeah. I don't know if that's a realistic Even lineup, knowing, but... like, playing in high school, if, you, if you're starting on the bench... Your your mind's out of it, like in a basketball it's game. It's hard to be no, as it, into it. But like, when you know that you're gonna have some sort of role each night, you almost come more prepared. Now that's why these guys are professionals, point. and they always have to be ready. But you can't tell me it doesn't affect them. That's a good point. It does. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I don't. I it's tough too because we're in like it's like a wealth of like we were just saying, good players who maybe aren't like top of the league, but they're all guys with a good enough reputation that if you don't play them. There's going to be issues. Yeah, exactly. But they're not quite good enough that you can guarantee you should play them. Um, Damon, Steph, in the, it just had a little shootout, it looked like, from half court during the All-Star game. Steph made his, Dame missed it. We, yeah. <laughs> you hate to see yeah, it. Steph's been, Steph's Probably shouldn't have pulled out of the three-point contest. He's been Dame. taking a lot of shots. Speaking <laughs> of the All-Star weekend, I, I want to move us away from the Blazers here, yeah, and then we're yeah. done talking sports. Blazers. But I want to ask, actually, we're going to move away, I guess, from basketball, but on the theme, what are you two in All-Star at? What would oh, you be voted man. to as an all star for? Oh God! Well, shit. You guys want me to start? Yeah, I mean, yeah, please. it'd probably be if there was like a shit talk all star game. I would be pretty up there. Actually, shit talk's not right. What's what would it be where you just are really good at like poking people? Like you know, death by a thousand annoyance. Oh well, yeah, I guess some people. <laughs> <would call> it, <laughs> yeah, I guess some people would call it that. But I think uh, I could win an annoyance all star game. MVP. Well, I definitely don't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Kyle, I mean, I could go the I could I could grow a potato be- better than any of you motherfuckers. <laughs> you could. You definitely true. Could. That is true. I don't know, man. Am I good at anything? Uh, <laughs> Damn, this is this actually turned into a heartbreaking segment. <laughs> no. Accounting. I'm sorry. I, th- 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 we're not making Kyle the all-star of accounting. That's the worst no, type. That's I'm worse than even, annoying. Not even on the all-star <laughs> team of accounting, unfortunately. No, I don't think you want to be. I think <laughs> yeah. you're cool just being a role player in that one. <laughs> um, Maybe I, gifts. I, I was gonna say. I have a good talent with gifts. I was gonna say. Gifts. Got a good eye for it. Yeah. Casual guy style. I, that's what I was gonna say. Gifts actually is a good one. You are great at finding the perfect gift for almost any message. I do. I it do it. It bothers at work me a you lot. don't send Microsoft any texts. Teams? You oh, just you... reply in gifts, which pisses <laughs> yeah, me off I sometimes. Do that a lot. But it's mainly at work with the Microsoft Teams group chats. I, I like to find the. I gifts was also for those. gonna say you have a good sense of the like not someone who's super into style. But is always gonna low key look pretty done up. So I think the casual guy it. style could be a good one. It's um, something. I like that. Take I, it. Right? I mean, I, I think that's pretty good. No, for sure. For Tyler, I was gonna say uh the the one I was thinking of is I don't think I've ever seen you like I think you could I've never seen you like disgusted by something like blood guts oh, that's, throw up. Like that's a you cool can one, handle Almost any situation, pretty chill in terms of like squeamishness. Where I am the opposite. Where if I like see all that, and I get it's part of your upbringing. I get all that. Like being on the farm, you guys obviously were a little more prone to hunting animals on your property or anything like that nature. But it's I've never seen you once like see a situation and get squeamish. So composure. Also, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I just thought of one that kind of applies to both me and you, just like from growing up. Food concoctions. Thank we you. That are, is a good one. We are good at fu- like <laughs> we're taking food like standard foods like ramen and something else and like mixing things together and figuring out really good flavors. That is, <laughs> a, I like that a lot. The ramen sandwich is something everyone should try. Um, <laughs> the, uh, bread, cheese, ramen, bread. Um, <laughs> anyway, I want to move on. Sorry, I dropped that one on you guys. You did a good job though finding some. Let's go. Got to put us on the spot, everyone. Yeah, every, got to keep it loose. Got to keep know? it loose. You guys yeah. getting too comfortable? Yep. Um, I want to go into sensory overload. We haven't done this in a <laughs> oh while. God, <laughs> Shout out uh, Nathan Pellets, who was the original uh, Hopefully listener. Hopefully the people made it to this point and we didn't bore them to death. Because oh, I'll put in the description, basketball, first 35 minutes, nonsense, after. Yes, yes. Um, no, shout out Nathan. He thought of that one. Yeah, timestamps are going to be necessary this episode. But sensory overload. Uh, Tyler had an amazing <laughs> idea for what we should do. So the topic today is going to be 
<laughs> best feelings when your body is submerged. I just can laugh at this. In what? I don't we know. don't know. Anything. <laughs> the best feelings when your body is submerged. <laughs> and Tyler, it's only right that you get the first selection. Okay. We might only be able to make it down one draft, but I want to no, try I to thought, go two rounds. I thought outside the box a I did bit too. Here. Okay, go ahead. So I don't want to spoil any other draft picks, so I'm just going to go with mine. My pick is going to be the feeling of submergedness when you're either laying on the beach and or on a pool chair and the sun has overtook overtaken your body where you almost can't move and you mm. and you have mm. a good enough sunscreen on where you don't have to worry for maybe mm-hmm. an hour and you can just kind of take a nap and just add oh. in like a add like a little Submerged buzz in like sun. a little buzz a, a of slight a slight <laughs> buzz yeah. and that feeling of the sun overtaking your body and just putting you to sleep feels pretty damn good. That's a good, good one. Yeah. That that is a good one. I like that. Submerged yes. in the sunlight, especially pool or beach side. Because yes. that adds a factor to yes. it too. It's different sun submergence if it's elsewhere. Yeah. But for sure. There you're getting all those you hear UV the, rays. You hear the water at the oh, ocean. Man. Yeah, that, oh, that's next I might fall asleep right now. It might take five minutes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Kyle? Um, so I don't know if you guys will laugh at this one because maybe it's a slight obvious choice. I wouldn't say it's one of the more obvious choices, but it's up there and like people probably thought of this. But so if you have like Oh, fresh. no one's listening by now. Don't yeah. worry about it. So you, have like, so you have like fresh sheets on your bed, right? Like fresh, fresh sheets. Like Ooh. I'm talking like just made yeah. bed. It's a good one, Kyle. Really good I didn't if, think of if this. If you're smart and you keep your room at like a cold temperature and they're like... I like it so it's like winter time and it's, yeah. it's like cold, cold sheets. You know oh. what I mean? And you first get into those sheets and it's like... It's you're kind submerged of, oh. in the sheets and it's like cold, but you feel yourself warm up yes, over the 10 minutes. It's terrible at first, but <laughs> as you warm up, yes. you're like, oh. You're, and, then, and then once you get to the warm spot, you like know there's other Uh-oh. cold spots underneath the <sighs> table. Midnight. So you can start moving those legs <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's cold right there. <laughs> that is so um, true, Kyle. We have a couple serial killers in the room. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking that, about? How is that a good feeling? Going from warm to just freezing cold? No, it's the opposite. Well, I would oh, no, it's the opposite, opposite Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, if you don't from know what we're talking about, you're the serial killer because no but why would you want to get into cold sheets why not what because about, oh, you know the satisfaction that's coming Tyler. have you ever experienced that's an like organ saying, winter? Why, everyone has why would you go into a massage connor oh not because like because the satisfaction is going to be when you're getting the massage it's like getting into the bed it's like i'm getting into the bed but why would I know you the rather, sheets are going to be good why would you rather not get into a room temperature bed because there's, there's no, not the sensation then your that's cold then that's your sheets aren't cold yeah but you why do you want the sheets to be cold? Because Tyler, Tyler do you think about were... killing people often? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, Kyle killer. I'm glad you're not psycho, Connor. No, I'm with Kyle completely. By the way, Tyler, when the sheets are cold and you get in, you're like, yes, it's cold, but you're not listening to the actual satisfaction, and that's when it heats up okay, over so... the ten minutes, and then there's cold patches in the bed, and you can reach some Kyle, cold well patches. Done. And the this best. is the type of guy where he takes his cold feet and rubs them against his significant other because he needs to warm up. Oh, oh I, I do. I feel called out right now because I feel I feel like you were watching me because I do that. Did, did, Coy, did you talk? Does Coy tell you about that? No. Oh, because that's <laughs> literally what I, I do. That's literally what I do. To I Chloe. do it to Tessa. I literally too. get out of the bed when Megan tries to do that. Oh, <laughs> when Tessa does it to me, I actually jump sometimes. I get, I get pissed when Coy does it to me, but I do it all. Yeah. The time. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast with girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know, uh, yeah, yeah, we're in relationships. Yeah, we got oh, yeah. fuck you, Tyler. Oh, you guys don't got killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess that brings it to me. <laughs> Let me pull up my notes app here. Did some heavy research. Fucking a. Uh, Connor's gonna have. Let the record show. Connor is no, let me the talk worst century overload player in the history of. I know. People would argue player. I'm the best because no, I think of suck. these awesome <laughs> angles. <laughs> and and yes, you're getting another one here. I think my favorite body submergence is when my body is submerged in pride after absolutely <laughs> dominating knew, dude, you had to know it wasn't you gonna two be something on real. the Vito. golf course it wasn't Vito. gonna be something real and he did this on purpose we all know it <laughs> i think it's well i didn't even hear what you said yeah i think it's when my body's submerged in pride after absolutely taking you two to the woodshed in either golf or basketball um those those that feeling of my body just it's almost a warmth almost like a warm your favorite coat you know, and it's no. so familiar. You're used to it, right? But every time you put it on, that submergence of just warmth and pride. It you feels know that so annoying. Thing we were talking about earlier. He's the he's the one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this hey, is where, yeah. Okay. Honorable mentions, or do you want to? Oh no, I got some more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, these are more what's realistic. Let's go. Honorable, what's a Spitfire amongst the t- unless we want to keep a draft? I I didn't. No, really no. Let's well, Spitfire. I okay. I got I got uh, two here. It's kind of similar, but um, being at the bottom of a dog pile. After you just won a championship of some sort in sports, I don't sports. know that feeling. I don't think. Oh, Kyle, Kyle, 
That's because you didn't I go mean, to Linfield. Do you, do you know that feeling? <laughs> Did you like have well, you been on a dog Kyle, pile? Seventh grade B basketball. We were, I mean, we were fucking champions. The only time, like the, the <laughs> biggest dog pile. One of the best championships <laughs> I ever won was when <laughs> my 12, 12 year old baseball majors team beat Connor's team in the championship thirteen to one. We didn't dog Fuck pile because that would be t- just un- been there, un- done un- that, unsportsmanlike. <laughs> you won thirteen to one in just a brutal. Slide. Well, we only got to play four innings. Who would have said what would happen the last two? Who would have said, hey? You had Robbie Shawbrick on the mound. Do you know what that means? I mean, sorry, you, sorry you didn't save your ace for the championship game. Sounds Thank you like, for calling like, me the ace. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you would find a way to spin it. Shout out to D-Rock. D-Rock had our only run. It was an inside-the-park home run on oh, the first swing yeah. of the game. Who, who pitched that game for you guys? Shout Patrick out. Finn. Patrick, Patrick Finn. Finn. Shout That's out. Who was. Patrick yeah. was solid all year. I can't believe we're dissecting sixth grade <laughs> baseball right now. Uh, let's, let's, I wanted, do you have another one that you wanted yeah, to bring up? Yeah, I mean... Diving in a lake after, like, while drinking on a boat, submerging in that water. So does this come after the sun? I'm, I'm thinking, you're about? or like, I mean, hot tub. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, hot Being tub, a submerged yeah. in a hot tub is uncomfortable, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, when your head's you underwater, can... like, fully submerged, doesn't feel great. Uh, yeah, it's it's warm under I mean, there. It's bad. It kills brain cells, right? That's what I always that's heard. What I heard you know? um, that's why we always held Tyler's head down. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Would you just whisper off pod? Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling it was inappropriate, so it I'm gonna was. move right past it. Uh, how about the ball pit as a kid? Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. That's a really that good was one. A, See, that was that a legit. Been your first pick because it's like an actual, you know. But who would that have feeling. pissed off? No one. No one. It wouldn't. But that that's actually a really good one. I'll the ball pit as a kid was something pit, yeah. where like once you were almost an indescribable feeling, like the yeah. the joy of just. The plastic, some, greasy yeah, plastic. What is that? Why do we all like that so much? Um, well, now it's not. Like, I don't think kids do that anymore because of how much gross shit kids do in the ball pit. Yeah. But like, <laughs> fucking COVID, can't do anything. COVID, <laughs> can't do it. Um, what about to extend it to the foam pit too? At the gymnastics, I was going to say extend it to the. I foam didn't know pit. if they're yeah. too close. The yeah. foam pit they're at close, the gymnastics yeah. was um, awesome as well. Getting uh, covered in sand, buried, buried alive a little bit. See, I don't uh, really like that. That's not. For yeah, me. It, for, it's it's. I, I like, like it, it either. first, and then I get a little claustrophobic, yeah, uh, a sure. la Derek Sanger, and it's yeah, just... I it's, mean, I don't blame him. No, yeah. it's not, not a comfortable not feeling. Okay. Um, but it's worth mentioning. It's an honorable mention. That's yes, what we're doing is, here. It you know? It's honorable. Yeah. Okay, let's move along. Any more time? No, I think I'm good. Okay, yeah, let's move it. along to what is, I believe, our last subject of I the evening. So. Bachelor update, my favorite part of the podcast. So, this week, we had the Women's Tell All, and... As you'd expect, I don't. I like these episodes probably more so than most people that watch the show because it's so much drama created out of basically nothing. The part that makes me so uncomfortable is that despite how uh, annoying I can be, I really would cringe at the fact that they just yell at each other in face to face confrontation. Like they sit on a stage and stare at each other and just talk shit to each other the whole time on national TV. Does that not make you guys cringe a little bit? Like yes. in terms of imagining yourself in that situation, oh, that sure. was that'd be terrifying. But I think the most interesting thing to come out of the women's tell all that I know Bachelor Nation is eyeballing right now, there was a rumor that Katie, kind of the she stood up for the girls getting bullied during the season, but also got into a lot of confrontations. So she's she's very hot and cold in terms of how how Bachelor Nation feels about her. I think both most people think she's a pretty awesome awesome lady. She was rumored to be by Reality Steve, who we all know works for the Bachelor franchise, but low key pretends he doesn't, uh, <laughs> to be the next Bachelorette. Well, on the women's tell all, which might they might wait till after the final rose to announce, they didn't announce her to be the next bachelorette. What they did do that was very interesting is they brought up Katie, Piper, and Abigail. Shout out Abigail. Woo! Yes. Our pod's favorite pick, obviously. Go Linfield, go yep. Wildcats. Roll cats. And um they all those three had one on one talks with Chris Harrison. Remember this previously recorded, obviously. This yep. isn't before. He's not going to be involved. This is off-camera? Like, rumor no. talks? Okay, no, no, no. Okay. They, so they, yeah. they do, the way the tell-all works is they do the group's all on the couch. Chris Harrison brings up a thing, like, Victoria, you called people slurs this year. And then they'll play the clip, and they all have to sit there and watch it. And then oh, and then, <laughs> then they just let the girls attack each other. And same with the guys during theirs. Genius TV. It's awesome. Oh, my God. Shaq would thrive. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they after that part, they also had three one-on-ones where Chris Harrison had, like, a, a single chair, and they'd sit face-to-face talk show style and do, like, five minutes. 
Katie, Piper, Abigail all were on that. And what I think, because those were also fan favorites going into the end of the season, outside of those women still involved right now that are going to the final three fantasy suites this coming or tomorrow. <laughs> Spicy. Ooh. Tyler, not an appropriate Spicy. six to midnight time. Um, that, these women, I think they're kind of testing out who gets the best reaction to become the next Bachelorette. I don't think they've picked. After the fantasy suites? No, no, I think they're doing it now. I think Piper, Abigail, and Katie, they put them in the one-on-one so they could kind of like test who got the best reactions from like Twitter and Instagram, oh, okay, okay, like okay. the okay. Bachelor fans. Yes. Um, and I think they're kind of running some pilots and that, that theory stems from also believing that the reality Steve piece announcing Katie to be the next Bachelorette was just part of the testing to see what to the see reaction what right. was, yeah. right? Because yeah. he works for the franchise, it's again, low-key. Yeah. So, There's always something going on. Right, and so I think they've just been testing, which I bring all this up to say, it would be so sick if Abigail was a bachelorette. That would be so, be awesome. so Don't sick. Don't even for, know her, but I'd support her. Well, you have some connection, because, though, yeah. through Doesn't me going to Linfield, basically. She follows the podcast. She follows the podcast. So she follows the podcast. She is by far my favorite. God, we're fucking famous. <laughs> that is our most famous follower. What if we ever got her? Outside of my parents. Love you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so Dude, I'm kinda... She should do some charity work and come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it would be charity, that's for sure. Uh, the I'm pretty excited about that prospect in general, but just thought it was interesting that they might be kind of like market testing bachelorettes for the coming season yep did you guys watch any of the women's tell-all no. i actually saw a couple clips of Kyle. it uh, chloe was watching it um do i have a lot of thoughts on it i feel like my thoughts on it wouldn't be fair because i didn't really like pay that close of attention but hey it's the effort that counts right it is the effort that counts because a woman is that when they go home no, um, no, it's all they, the people that aren't in that are were eliminated. Oh, talk about get here's together my biggest on note. stage, and they talk about each other to each other, okay. and they talk shit the whole time. That's what I'm saying. It's face to face confrontation. Like me and you would be sitting next to each other, and I'd be like, "Yeah, like I enjoyed the season. I just wish Ty- wish Tyler wasn't such a rigid bitch." And then yeah. they just like be like, "No, you're a bitch." And then like on the guy, <laughs> that's like what it is. And then it, in the guys' version, it's like from last season. It's like, yeah, like. Low key, we all just knew Chasen was doing it for fame, like to promote his tequila company. And like, you could see right through this dude. He's such a douche. And then it's like Chasen's just sitting there, like, the fuck? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I didn't even win. What's going on? I, I so, did have two notes, Connor. Um, Chasen sucked. You're going to have to remind me of their names. But so there's the blonde girl that always does this with her mouth. Oh, Anna. Her, yeah. Anna. And, and whoever Anna. the other girl that she got in the fight with that has. Brittany. The, no, I don't know. Is that the one she called an escort? No, not that one. Maybe it's a different blonde girl, but there's another girl that has the scariest eyes I've ever seen because they're just purely black. They are the blackest eyes, and you look into her eyes and you just see nothing but death. It might and be I Mari. Um, I d- cannot remember her yeah, name. She got into a big dispute with somebody, and Matt had to sit them both down. Uh, I watched this episode. Matt oh. had to sit them both down and then like pulled them aside one on one. And they oh, you're talking about MJ with the blonde curly hair, that girl. Yeah, but yes. yeah, 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 dude. And, and she yes. acts really nice, but then when she got in the confrontation, she flipped to like this dark side where it was like, I'm gonna kill this person. Yeah, like, her I'm and gonna then the other girl person. that she got in the fight with that has the dark, scary eyes. But then also there's that other blonde girl that does that thing with her lips that drives me nuts Anna. whenever she talks. Yeah, yeah, Anna, yeah. That's how you have to say her name because that's how her lips Anna. would be. Probably like, Anna. <laughs> Man, we're bullies ourselves. Um, so Tyler, what, what's the I next? Want, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, you go. You go. I'm, okay, I'm, this reality TV segment. I mean, we have to keep it going somehow. So, Connor, you almost have to find something that would be like just a hilarious TV you know, show. You know for what us is hilarious? The fact that you don't think I've already started Temptation Island on TNT. That I'm not watching <laughs> Love Island in conjunction. That the challenge isn't airing every Wednesday at ten on MTV. They just put another word in front of Island, and it's the next fucking show. Yeah, Temptation yeah. Island's wild. We'll probably do that next because it's like kind of the cheesiest. Like it's not. Give us the most like just wild shit. Okay, that would be Are You the One from MTV because <laughs> it's MTV, so it's it's well, edgy. I didn't even know what that is. <laughs> it's edgy, and they just basically let them like it's dirty. Like you just watch people dry hump in bathing suits pretty much the whole Dope. time, but then they get really drunk. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> then but then. After they're done doing that, they get really drunk and start hating each other and and yelling at each other. It's oh, it's wild. It is friendships, classic. friends, <laughs> friends. Classic reality TV. Um, we'll, we'll I've got plenty. That. We'll have to I've workshop pl- that. Tyler, I I'm watching like four reality shows in succession at all times. Like I love reality TV. But you don't TV. watch Survivor. 
No, well, that's, that's because I'm, I like. That's because I am such a proponent that the challenge is way better than Survivor that I'm almost in a rivalry with Survivor. You... Jeff Probst is a. Oh bitch. my god! I was just gonna say you do not say that's that. That's because you don't Jeff know TJ Lavin. You don't know how much TJ Lavin hates quitters, and that's what's sad. <laughs> that's what's sad. Jeff Probst loves quitters Someone's because he knows is the show's TJ Lavin. Is, is He's a probe D- BMX he dirt rider that's hosted the challenge since season eleven. We're now in season thirty-six. Holy shit! That's I've wow. seen them all. Holy shit! <laughs> I know we're going a little long here, Ty, but yeah. you've been watching Love Island recently, it sounds like. So I mean, Megan give us loves your it. reality TV 30 seconds from what you've seen on the side I, peripherals while playing COD. It, it's funny because they all just like <laughs> date each other, it seems like. Yeah, it's almost like that's Kinda. a point of a love and, show. And then, but like th- they just constantly <laughs> you guys switch have with my each neck other. This and then there's, this, there's that one like couple that's there, but like they're getting married and I don't know like why they're there. They just kind of chill. But they're loyal to each other. I actually know a lot more about this show than I do The Bachelor because I've watched two seasons of Love Island. Uh, <laughs> do I remember any of their names? No, but I know what fucking goes down. And no, it's weird because like two people, or it could be multiple couples, but they'll like literally just be dating the entire yeah. time they're on the show while everyone else is still like, trying to like fights throughout. Yeah, know? they'll have like little fights and like every once in a while they'll break up like later in the show and then that causes drama, but. Don't Love you- Island, I feel like to me is like way more electric than The Bachelor because, like, of the fact, Connor, you brought this up before the pod, and <laughs> you're giving me a glare. Uh, but that's Connor just not up, right because it's like they're always right. in quarantine, and it's like they're always around each other. They go so, psycho. Like, they yeah, do so go they psycho. definitely go psycho, and that causes some funny shit to happen. But I don't All mean right. to shit on the. I wasn't shit on the you, Bachelor. You have a limited- Love Island's good, and it's only the UK version though. I love when they talk <laughs> with their accents, and I learn new slang. And the UK Australian slang. version's good too, because of the same reason. It's, yeah, I don't know why is that so interesting when someone just twangs words. It's I or, don't know. It's just hilarious to he's me. He's got great banter. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that was. That's basically. Oh, he's cheeky. Um, I'm good at the accent, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, really <laughs> any good. final thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, I mean we're at the end anyways. No one's gonna listen. Um, <laughs> uh, what are the funniest names you think? Like when people are like. In Love Island that Megan's watching, one of the guys' name is Kyle, and these chicks will just be yelling like, Kyle, I just can't fucking have it with you. Like, Kyle, uh, it's so funny when she says Kyle for some reason. Because First of all, Kyle, you have to understand the reputation there's of a Kyle. There's a stigma behind Kyle. There's a stigma behind being a Kyle. It's, 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 a, it's honestly, the way social media has treated Kyle in the past, it's, it's almost a, just one step below Chad. It really is. Oh, dude, it is a like you are. And then there's like a a known as a douchebag. If you are a Kyle, so tough. It's so tough, tough, dude. (laughs) Um, Obviously, Karen. Well, don't put me on the same level as Karen, please. Don't do that to me. Don't roast me like that. That's a good question. I really liked in this Love Island, Australia. uh, This guy was dating a girl named Taylor, and so he'd always say Taylor. And he's a super Australian, so he's like, oh, yeah, me and Taylor are probably going to get married. And I'm just I'm pretty obsessed with how he said that. Like, probably would have won me over. Yeah, Taylor. for sure. <laughs> I have to say, the funniest name I've ever seen on the... And it's actually hilarious because he got mentioned earlier in the podcast, but Chasen was my favorite. <laughs> Chasen? Like, like, there's the no look, way Chasen the look is not, to match, like, the dude. biggest bro of all time. From San Diego, <laughs> had, like, the quaffed hair, had, like... Maybe a sprinkle of blonde dye in there, yeah, like mixed to. in. Maybe not. Maybe it's sun bleached. Who knows? But you know, Chasen played lacrosse. That sounds like some dude that just like his real name is Jason. His middle name starts with the CH. He's like just decided in life that no, I'm just gonna go by Chasen for now on. <laughs> <That would> be <laughs> unique. <laughs> like, there's no way a parent thought of that name. No. <laughs> and, then, and then just to be like completely weird, like where, where's Russell Wilson going? <laughs> Okay, oh, whoa. we're going we're wild just going here. everywhere, dude. <laughs> this is fucking fire round. Can <laughs> we can we talk about how Russell Wilson? Just like was like, yeah, I don't want to get traded, but if I did, Dude, I'd want to go yeah. these four teams. It's like I said, the funniest tweet I saw was like, it's like you saying, yeah, I don't want to divorce my wife, but here's the four people I'd leave her for. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. That not, was a good no. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then that's why he bothers me so much, kind of like Steph, where yeah. they play the good guy, but they're doing the same shit. They're oh, just doing it in a different way, and then saying oh, go they're Hawks definitely at the, the end. Same they, level. they make it seem like it's perfect, and which it might be, but you like. Do you think they ever have a fight? Him and Sierra are just perfect yes, all the time. I think they, they just hide Can we everything. do a draft next episode of athletes that are loved but we hate? Yeah, and like, that's great. Like Steph and Russ are that's a great, great idea. Star, but like, there are some other ones I'm sure we could think of okay. that would okay. be good. The loved athlete hate pool draft coming out <laughs> next episode. <laughs> the beloved athletes that we fucking hate. Is, yeah. <laughs> is that a Corey Van Domlin episode? It might yeah, have to be. Like a that's Corey a good episode. one. <laughs> we might have to check in with at the real CVD. Yeah. Uh, random shout out because he'll never get over a thousand followers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one's going to sting him a little. Neither will we, honestly. 
What the fuck are you saying, dude? Also, look out God. next week. A new third co-host as Tyler Bagenstoss has been <laughs> kicked out of the Backyard Banter group. Let's fucking wrap. Okay, We've been talking we, nonsense yes. way too long. <laughs> let's be done here. Uh, Final thoughts. Someone say something I to love end you, it. Damien Lillard. Uh, Anthony Simon's Dunk Contact Champion. I'm pretty deep right now. The series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.